hello, and welcome back to Brookwood Ministries for another episode of the Young Adults Podcast. This episode, we're starting a short series for young adults, both single and married, who are seeking wisdom about marriage and relationships. Our prayer for you is that through this series, you can come to see Jesus more clearly in your marriage or as you're seeking marriage. Hey, young adults, this is Dave Wildman. We want to thank you for joining us again today. Uh, last time we were uh, talking with Dylan and Hunter, but today we have in studio with us uh, Doug Wildman. We are not related that we know I, of. I am not David's father, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Although we have been telling people that. <laughs> but Doug Doug Wildman's here. He is our counseling and marriage pastor. Hey, you got it. Got it. Yep. Um, and as you can kind of guess from that title... The number one topic that you guys chose was marriage. Um, so we're here. We're going to be doing this kind of in a couple different uh, podcasts. So we're going to start today, obviously, with um, Doug Wildman. And then we're going to pull in Dylan and Hunter. They are recently engaged. And then we are going to um, talk next time with Josh and Lauren. And then Jacob Russo and Jessica Russo as well as my wife and myself. We kind of, in researching where do we want to go with this, there is so much information out there on marriage. And so I can understand why young adults can say, this is a little confusing. This is a massive topic. How do we know that we're going to be doing this right or that we're going about this correctly? Um, so I landed on one one statement that I kind of want to introduced to the end of the topic and this is what the one statement we're going to use for everybody is marriage is not the goal christ is so mm. we're going to have doug kind of speak into that from the as a marriage pastor and mm. counseling premarital counseling and mm -hmm. marriage counseling and also tell us a little bit about re-engage too okay if you can in a short <laughs> Yeah, condensed version of it well, too. Why don't I just start with that? Um, Reengage is a new program that we have just started uh, for married couples, and it's pretty intensive. Uh, it goes on for a total of four months. If you go into the full program, uh, you meet with a group of uh, five other couples plus a facilitating couple, um, and you get to know those people really, really well. Uh, go through a, a book together, uh, keep each other accountable. You you know call each other up during the week. You get together. It's it's kind of like a boot camp for marriage. You don't have to have a um, fractured marriage in order to be a part of it. We we start off by asking you know on a scale from zero to ten, where would you rate your marriage? And we have some that are like two, and then others that are like nine. Mm -hmm. And so you can be anywhere on that spectrum. But it's for people who are really ready to invest in their relationship with Christ. And as that happens, obviously, people's marriage Married gets better. Too. Well, a lot of people start off like my wife and I did, and it's kind of like, expectations? We don't have any expectations. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, boy. Oh, so I'm no not the, my wife and I aren't the only ones then, huh? <laughs> uh, no, no, definitely not. Um, you know, you, a lot of people come in with rose-colored glasses, Mm -hmm. um, expecting that somehow the other person is going to complete them. Um, and the reality is that um, I think God uses um, 
the choice of who we marry to develop us, you know, to cause us yeah. to grow. And the ultimate goal, it, like you said, is is to um, grow in our walk with Christ. Yeah. Um, to use the old uh, cliche, um, marriage is not for your happiness, but for your holiness. And um, that may sound like a little bit of a downer, yeah. but when you think about it, that's true of any close relationship that you would be in. It's just that marriage is the closest, you know, human relationship that you can have. Yeah. And so you you learn the good, the bad, and the ugly of not only the other person, but of yourself too. And um, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that throughout the scripture, um, marriage is a metaphor um, for the relationship between Christ and the church. Yeah. And so you, you come to grow um, as a as a follower of Christ, you, you, you come to the end of yourself, but you also come to understand the love of Christ yeah. um, in a much more profound way that I don't think you can really learn in a lot of other ways. Well, I, I like that point that kind of that you were saying that we come into this kind of thinking uh, the other one's going to complete what I'm missing or something. And mm-hmm. right when you said that, something came to mind that I have this visual in my head and I cannot get this out of my mind for the life of, well, at least for thirteen past 13 years that we've been married. Um, I remember sitting in my car. This was back when we lived in Indiana and first year of marriage. And I remember going to work. It was early in the morning. I was sitting in my car Something was happening inside the house, and it was something around a bill. We had a bill that we needed to pay. Uh, obviously, we could we could pay it. It wasn't an issue of not paying it. But I, I got in the car and just realized, like, I thought she was going to be the one to help figure all this stuff out. Like, why do I have to be the one that figures out the <laughs> bills and all this other stuff? And it was just like this reality kind of just all of a sudden, mm-hmm. boom, like, came rushing in, like, yeah. This is like honeymoon's over. Yep. <laughs> Here comes this is marriage. This is real. It's we're in it together and that yes. kind of stuff. So yep. I just remember sitting in my car going, What in the world are we doing here? Yes. <laughs> but yep. you know, I think we all we all have those moments in marriage and it's yep. not a bad thing to have. It's no. a it's a growing point. It absolutely is. I like uh there's a I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tim Keller, but mm-hmm. he's a, he's yeah. one of my favorite um, Bible teachers, um, aside from Perry, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I, <laughs> I yes. to kind of throw that in there. Um, and Josh Masters. Just kind of and, Josh Masters. Um, and all the other pastors all the that are listening right that are now. Here. Yes. Um, but yeah, Tim Keller had said um, that when you get married, if it's Christ-centered, it's not a consumer relationship, but a covenant relationship. Oh, there consumer you go. relationship nice. is kind of like, you know, I, I'll be with you just as long as you do what I want. But as as soon mm-hmm. as you are no longer meeting my needs, I'm going to go on to be with someone else. Yeah. So a covenant relationship is I've got your back no matter what. Yeah. Um, no matter how hard it gets, I'm going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's the whole point of marriage. Otherwise. What's the point of yeah. even going through the process of making the vows if yeah. uh, if it's not about a covenant relationship? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of the yeah. What is the point of going through this? Why not just get what you can and get out kind of situation? Yep. Yep. You know why are we dragging this along? And that 
Yeah, I think the the other statement that you made that um, can you say that again? Something about the Happy marriage. Oh statement. yeah, <laughs> yes. Marriage is not for your happiness, but for your holiness. Yes. For your holiness. I didn't, I didn't coin that, by the way. I no. kind of stole that from someone else. <laughs> stole that from someone else. We'll call it a. We'll call it yours for now. So. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, until that person comes along and finds this podcast and says, please don't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we got a few years, hopefully, before that. Um, but that to that point, though, uh, in that union, we find true happiness, though. Oh, yeah. Where apart exactly. from that, that covenant and that holy union in marriage— we are missing something. Yep. And it's not a bad thing. And it's not to say that it won't come at a certain time. So for you young adults, the man, it, it seems like everybody around me is getting married. Yeah. Or, and everyone's moving on with life and yep. that kind of thing. It's not to say that that's not going to happen for you. But, um, but when it does, you find this other person, you know, this person that God has, you know, brought you guys together for this union and you've committed to each other before Christ and before friends and family. And yep. and you start to realize, you know, I found a whole nother meaning of joy here. Absolutely. In serving yep. someone else versus just serving myself. And, um, but that exactly. doesn't, but I want to say to the young adults though, although we're talking about marriage and if you're single right now and you're listening to this, don't tune out because um, just because it's not happening now doesn't mean that you can't be preparing yourself for that that union. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most critical thing you can be doing right now is preparing yourself for that person. And so to not wait for that person and then choose to... Um, to prepare yourself for that. And yep. that was kind of in all test. That was my mistake. Mm-hmm. I waited until my wife slapped me upside the head <laughs> on our second date and said, are you going to be a man after God? And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> uh, I got to say yes to this question if I want a third date. So <laughs> I'm going to say yes right now. And uh, but you know, that drive home for me that night was really convicting. Like yeah. I am not a man after God. I just lied to her yeah. to get a third date. I got to get my act together. And it was wow. a long process from there. So did she literally slap you upside the head or was no. that kind of a, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. she knew what she wanted in a, in a spouse and a, and the other person. And she wasn't going to waver from that. So here's a question I have for you. Knowing what you know now, Mm -hmm. um, did you, do you find that she was exactly the right person for you to help you to grow in the areas you needed to grow in? Or do do you feel that sometimes I wonder, I wonder if God selects a particular person so that you'll Mm -hmm. grow. Yeah. In a particular way, like yeah. some, maybe in some way that you are not strong. Do you yeah. have that sense yeah. with your wife? Yeah. Yeah, I can say now, 13 years into this, and even before this morning, coming into this podcast, um, this morning, she did something that she's always done for 13 years of our marriage. And she's just always been a just, just solid spouse right alongside me saying you've got this we can do this we can figure this out 
at every turn, at every mess that came along, she was just always, anytime I doubted myself, um, she was always there going, you've got this. Yeah. You don't need to worry about this. You're yeah. doing a great job. You know, she was just a constant reminder and encourager. And so that's awesome. And so it's just a, so I, I can say yes to that. Like yeah. she, without her, I, I don't know if I would be right where I'm at right now. I don't know if I'd be nine years into ministry, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure I would have bailed already <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. I would have been Jonah running <laughs> from uh, God's calling. So, yeah. So let's bring in Dylan and Hunter into the conversation. Um, what I want you guys to do really quickly, kind of bring us up to speed on who Dylan and Hunter are. Tell your story again real quick. How you guys yeah. met. Uh, just give us kind of a little bit of a backstory, and then we'll uh, we'll get into it with you guys. So, Okay. Ladies first. Ladies well, first. if I miss anything, chime in. I, I will. Okay. Um, we met some before freshman year of college. So was, What college for those that? Clemson University. Go okay. Tigers. He um, messaged me on Instagram wanting to find some friends. Yes, you said. No, I know. I'm shaking my head because that's not why. He wanted some friends. He was like, you're going to Clemson. And he also said I was pretty. So I I slipped that in there. He's just like, also, you're pretty. Also, you're pretty. I liked her like my whole senior year of high school. But I I I never met her ever. Like, we had never never talked to her. The only like connection we had was my best friend in high school. Okay, and, so yeah. so social yeah. media. Yeah, so social media brought us together, and we were pretty... We got close really fast. Yeah, we got along really well. We got along mm-hmm. really, really well. We would hang out all the time, but I was kind of in this spot where I wasn't ready to tie down to someone. And I knew that if... I thought that if we started dating back then, we wouldn't be here now. Mm. Um, so it was kind of back and forth of... Are we gonna do this or not? Obviously, yes. Yeah. You so did. it was back and forth for a <laughs> while, and then there were periods where we just like kind of stopped being friends because I kind of wanted to do my own thing. And okay. I was mad, so I was just mad. Was, I was not gonna talk to you. Yeah. Anymore. So we, we each had our own issues. He was pretty angry, and I was kind of like, "I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna be with who I want to be with. I don't really care." <laughs> and then. Yeah, so freshman year, we kind of just did our own things, basically. We, we were still, like, friends, but we like kinda. sophomore year, we yeah. didn't. Sophomore year, I started dating someone, um, uh. and it was probably the worst decision of my life. Okay. <laughs> it was a pretty abusive, like, mentally uh. relationship. Um, I completely lost who I was. Yeah. Um, and at that time, he was still super angry. Yeah, we lived like 22 steps from each other. She yeah. lived really? upstairs across the hall and I lived downstairs okay. across the hall. Yeah. So but, uh, I was losing myself and he was getting really angry and then he moved to New Jersey for five days. It was cold. So I came home. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. And right then, now it's early 93. So we're hoping for some of that cold. I might go back. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I finally decided to break it off with this boy boy mm-hmm. <laughs> and i spent that whole summer really focusing on myself and getting to know yeah. jesus more mm-hmm. and i really feel like it that summer was like a huge transformation for me i began to see who i was in god's eyes 
and more working on myself to prepare for mm-hmm. someone yeah. to work with forever. And it was after, what game was it, Georgia? No, you messaged me over the summer. I did message him over the summer. Mm. His, he stopped going yeah. to church, and I would see his mom, and I would ask how he was, and she was like, oh, he's fine. And I was like, that's not true. Mm. So I would message him and just like check up on him. But I could still tell that he was pretty angry. From when we became friends our freshman year to this was the summer before our junior year, so two years, um, we weren't friends for eight months. And like the difference in the people that I was talking to was extremely crazy. Yeah. Like I always thought I was like, oh, like I really like her. And I like I was like, maybe we'll get married one day. I was like, we're kind of young. Um, and, you know, it didn't work out. And I was like, well, like if it doesn't work out, there's somebody better. And I was like, I already think she's pretty great. So like a step up, it's like, oh, cool. And then it just ended up being her, just, you know, a different person, yeah. which is cool. And like seeing the difference, because now it's like we'll talk about our freshman year every once in a while. And we're both just kind of like, yeah, we don't really know. Like. Don't even like recognize those people anymore. Yeah. 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 So you guys were summer. You're kind of you're dating now. Yeah, we started. You, we have almost been together for a year. Got together. Yeah. Almost a year. Yeah. Almost a year. You got engaged a month ago. Yes. A month ago. Yep. Um. So th- originally, if you go back to some of the care podcasts, uh, Dylan and Hunter were on the young adults one in the panel, and they were not engaged at that point in time. So we feel like we had a little bit of a <laughs> uh, reason for them getting engaged because we kind of nudged them. No, absolutely. Kidding. Yeah, <laughs> we had nothing to do with that. Uh, but they're engaged now, um, and so we want to kind of start with this with the engaged couple on this topic of, you know, marriage is not the goal. Christ is. And so I want to ask you guys, you guys haven't even gotten to marriage yet. You are engaged, preparing for marriage. So when you hear that, as you're like, oh, you know, I'm planning weddings and events, looking for dresses, tuxes, you know, invitation cards, all this stuff. (laughs) When you hear marriage is not the goal, Christ is you know, what comes to mind? This thing too is like my family, um, my dad's side has a lot of people. So when they all get married, it's just like they go through the ceremony and they mm-hmm. say their vows. And then it's like, we signed a wedding license. So now we're married. My parents or my dad's side of the family doesn't have a great history with marriage. Okay. Um, and that's no knock on any of them, but um, it's always been about like, hey, we're going to get married. Then we're going to have a party. Like for me, I'm like, oh, we're getting married. Like, for a lot of the people in my family, they're going to sit in the audience. They're going to be like, oh, they're just saying the vows like everybody else's. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, I think it's a little different. Like, yeah. especially having a Christ centered life yeah. and then having a relationship built off of that. Yeah. It's way more important than just getting up in front of the altar and saying, I do a couple times and then kissing and walking down the aisle and partying it up. Yeah. Like it's, it's more of like, it's like you were saying, Doug, it's a covenant. It's not a, consumer thing mm-hmm. a lot of people come in and i work with rick um Raby, who yeah. him and his wife Kristen work in the care ministry so they do um premarital counseling and yeah. their own individual counseling and one of the things that rick brought up to me was a lot of couples at this stage of their relationship the other one can't do anything wrong you're just all about each other and you don't think about expectations you mm-hmm. don't think about anything like that which 
I think it's pretty typical of like a new relationship. Mm-hmm. I think with us, because we had a pretty bad spat for a couple months, um, but we've known each other for three years. And even though we weren't together, we kind of operated in this sense of, hey, like we knew what we liked and didn't like about each other. And, you know, it's it was like a sobering experience. And I think yeah. that was another thing like you were saying, both of you were saying about putting somebody in your path that is going to strengthen you in places where you're weak because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. I'm stubborn and want to control everything. And <laughs> yeah. she's stubborn and it's a little bit more lax than I am and like yeah. the difference of opinions and like realizing that you don't want to marry somebody who's just like you. Yeah. You want to marry somebody who's different. Because if you married somebody just like you, it'd be boring. But you would never learn anything. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, where do you want to eat? And be like, Chick-fil-A simultaneously. And that's Chick-fil-A. it. You're never going to try anything Chick-fil-A. different. All day long. We'd eat at Moe's for lunch yeah. and Chick-fil-A for dinner. And, you know, but to bring it like on a serious note, you know, if you, anybody can say I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people who get married like really impulsively like I knew somebody that I was friends with in high school and she went out and got married at a courthouse because she met a guy and there's nothing wrong with that but yeah I don't think it was you know like you gotta put a good foundation on it if you build a house on a beach you know make a foundation and the water comes in it's gonna run away mm-hmm. you're not gonna have a house anymore yeah same thing on the marriage if you don't build yeah. your marriage on something that's significant and has some strength to it yeah and you also don't build off of that yeah. You'll never get anywhere. Hunter? That was pretty good. Ditto. Yeah. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. Same. Next question. <laughs> um, I feel like with we come from completely different families. Like he has sure. a really big family. I have a really small family. Mm-hmm. But, again, like he said, the marriages in my family aren't the best. They don't turn out very good. Um, so I feel like going into me finding or searching for, waiting for who I want Mm -hmm. to marry. I really had, like your wife, David, I was really set on what I wanted. I really wanted a man who was after God. and You and I had very similar experiences. (laughs) No, it's true. Yeah. Um, That's what I wanted because I knew that we could lead each other in the right direction. And where I have weaknesses, he's pretty strong in those weaknesses, and he can pour into me, and I can do the same for him. Yeah. Real quickly, if you can, uh, give one thing from a guy's standpoint, a girl's standpoint. Um, what would you say to a single person that is who, who obviously is listening to this and is just wondering, like, so where do where do I find this person? Where's when do I get my opportunity to be dating and then be engaged and then be married and be starting a family and that kind of thing? What What is some advice you can give to them? And they need to be operating in. Who am I in Christ? Mm-hmm. Therefore, who does Christ want me to be when this person comes along? Yeah. And so be preparing for that kind of thing. So what's some advice you guys can give based on your uh, learning of being single <laughs> short time of being single here i have a really good friend his name's landon if you're listening to this hi landon um Love and him. he's been like a really really strong influence on me he's single mm-hmm. um i don't know a whole lot about his life before i met him yeah um like relationship wise but 
I've gone to him for like relationship advice over people that I'm friends with that are in relationships because he's such a God-centered man. Yeah. But he was like, you know, like the one thing I really learned was that God's preparing me to find the right person. And not everybody has that outlook. Yeah. Um, when I was single, I was like, when's my turn coming? Yeah. Like I was complaining to people. I was like, if I'm single at 26, I'm giving up. I was like, I'm done. Who I'm wants to make building a, a race car? Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously, I was going to build a race car. That was yeah. like my thing. I was like, I want to put my money into that. But I mean, I complained about it constantly. Yeah. And it was just like, for him, he's just like, you know, like when the right person comes along, he's like, we live in the South and it's kind of like spring and ring. Like yeah. you graduate, you're getting married. And that's not the case for everybody, but yeah, just because other people are doing it doesn't mean you should do it. Yeah. Don't, and yeah. there's a plan for everything. There's a timeline yeah. for you. When you find the right person, you'll know. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's kind of cheesy, but it really worked for me because somebody said to me a week before her and I had our yeah. talk, and I really felt it when her and I yeah. went and talked out. Yeah. yeah, I think to that point of um, when people say, you'll know when you find that person and that to a single person, and I got that even before I met my wife was like, I wanted to roll my eyes and mm-hmm. just punch that person. <laughs> no, for like, sure. Get out of here. <laughs> I didn't know? know why I was paying. But I think to kind of that point, though, as we're preparing ourselves, we are in Christ's word. We're in communication with him. We're uh, taking those times to rest and hear from him. Uh, we're in community with each other, with other believers. And so when we know, we'll know because God's been you know, putting that in us. He's been putting those things, preparing us for that. And so to that point, the more we're in him, the more we'll know when he brings those people along to us. So, (laughs) um, I feel from more of a, like my personal experiences is not to put your identity into finding your person or just with dating in general. I know I lost who I was Um, and, I just was so stuck in putting my identity in them and finding my worth in mm-hmm. what they thought of me and yeah. going out with as many guys as possible mm-hmm. um, until I decided that I needed to find my worth. So I feel like I would tell people to know your worth and know who God says that you are. And when he reveals that person that he wants you to be with, they're going to show you love and that you're worth it. You're yeah. worth everything yeah um i know that's super super hard because i went through a really rough two years or so of my life putting all my identity in guys Mm -hmm. and not listening to everybody around me saying you're worth more than just a few dates and no commitment like you're worth everything um so that's what i would say it's just to know your worth and put your identity in christ or the world yeah put your identity in christ not in man yeah 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 so, Doug, as you're hearing all this, what is your one bit of advice to them and also to the to the singles? <laughs> I really like the part that you said about not having your identity in trying to find the right person um, or how they are feeling about me. Because I think it really does come down to you and your own walk with God. That's yeah. really the true, that's who you are. Um, it is true that for some of us, God has someone for us to, you know, to journey with us. There's some people that, that don't, mm-hmm. and that's, 
that's legitimate too. That's a legitimate calling mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, which we, I think we don't do a good enough job at honoring that as yeah. well. That's true. But yeah, I, I do believe that, um, it is, it is right to, um, not, um, not see God as just sort of like an add on to your relationship, but that he mm. is right at the heart yeah. of that relationship. Um, I think you guys kind of, you said that pretty clearly. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's, I like that. How you put that. He's not an add on. We don't yeah, pull good. them in when we need them and then yeah. discard them when we don't kind of thing. It's a, we need to depend on him in, in the good times and the bad. Well, I'm proud of you guys um, coming in here, just sharing all that, being honest and open about, you, you know, your relationship, the goods and the bad of it. And I think with the young adults, I'm not promoting or boasting about the young adults, but you have that that community there now here at Brookwood. And, you know, that's what we need. We need accountability. We need each other, a community of faith, believers, just together walking alongside each other doing this stuff. So if, for the young adults that are listening to this um, and anybody that's listening to this, you know, the best thing you can do for your relationship is get into church, get into that, that community, get into a small group, get into discipleship. Um, for those that are, you know, single, um, the best thing you can do to prepare yourself for that person uh, you know, come join us with the, at the young adult events, at the Bible studies, at the small groups, and start preparing yourself. And who knows? Maybe that person's sitting there. If you want to know more information about the Brookwood Young Adults, we want you guys to find us on Instagram at Brookwood Young Adults. Um, you can email youngadults at brookwoodchurch.org. You can call me directly at 864-688-8289. And we'll, uh, we'll be talking to you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the first part of our new series on marriage and relationships. On part two, David will be sitting down with Jacob and Jessica Riso to discuss marriage from the perspective of a couple who aren't in their 20s. After that, stay tuned to part three, and potentially after that, a question and response episode where we'll be answering any direct questions you have about marriage and or relationships. Thank you again, and we'll see you next time. bad memory apparently bad memory <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a key to a really healthy marriage is just have a very short memory yeah <laughs> like seriously yes, yes.